How are you? I'm good. Good. It's been it's been a long road to uh, to this moment right now. What is this moment right now, my friend? We're launching the uh, probably the biggest update we've ever made to Squadcast uh, ah. today on July 22nd. Yeah, that's right. What are we calling that again? V2. V2. Yeah, V2. I'm freaking stoked, man. <laughs> yeah, a lot. Uh, you know, our, our whole trajectory um, of this experience has led has led to right now. And uh, we've used all of that, all of that feedback and growth and knowledge and wisdom that we've picked up from the podcast community and just learned along the way. And we've, uh, we've used it as fuel to get here. Right. Yeah. So we just wanted to, uh, you know, use this podcast to kind of celebrate that launch and then kind of just discuss how we got here, what we've learned in the process from V1 to, to V2 and, you know, why we think this is going to be a big deal for, for podcasting, the podcaster and, uh, the podcast audience. Yeah. Yeah. So we took, we, you know, we took the opportunity after, after V1 to, uh, to kind of take a step back and we started reasoning up from, from, uh, the ground up again to with with kind of fresh eyes looking at the core problem that we set out to solve around three years ago and that was uh, a challenge that we uh, ourselves faced to kind of give a little bit of backstory here and that's that's recording great sounding remote conversations remote interviews and um ran into that that bottleneck of quality and then started working on seeing if we could how how much we could move the needle to have you know the the awesome experience of remote conversation remote collaboration because the internet and people are everywhere and guests probably don't live in the same city as you and all that stuff mm-hmm. um and and really kind of reasoning up from that same problem but with all the knowledge that we've picked up over the the past couple of years so right. we've lear- we've learned that there's some holes in our game and uh, what's the what's the kind of biggest hole in our game up to this point, Rock? <laughs> what's the biggest one? So you're talking about like where where Squadcast, you know, V1 is at, and and you know what what people were having issues with, and you know it still spoke to at large what people were having issues with recording remote conversations. You're talking about that. Yeah, yeah, just uh, all the opportunities we saw for improvement. Uh, coming off of the the V1 launch, which just for context was about six months ago, was in July. Sorry, was in January of 2019, right. mm-hmm. and uh, and we're here in July now. So uh, so not that long, but um, you know we took that we took that window of time to to make some improvements and plug up some of these holes in our game. Yeah, well, I think the biggest hole in our game up to up until this point was, you know, once people got into a, a studio session on Squadcast, they got to experience the magic. They never had to worry about losing the recording. It was going to sound great, um, whether it was from the Squadcast primaries or the backups that we also record just in case something does happen. You know, we always want to make sure that we have your back. So, you know, if, if people were in that session, they were able to experience the magic from what we gathered. 
But the yeah. issue was, is because the guests come from all different type of setups, different type of equipment, network, you know, you name it. Um, and they're also not the most uh, sophisticated with technology, we'll say. Um, you know, if they weren't able to get in the session successfully, they weren't able to experience that magic. And so that was like one of the biggest opportunities that we saw was like, okay, when they, when they are experiencing it, they love it. But if they're not able to experience it, they're not able to see what they're going to hopefully love. So how do we do that with all these variables at play? So how did you, you know, a interpret that when I'm, you know, cause a lot of these come from customer calls and uh, sessions I was scheduling with them or you were doing yourself or, you know, the whole team, but it was primarily me and I'm relaying that information to you. So like, how are you interpreting that? And then what did we find throughout the process of like, okay, how do we make this better? This has to be better. Um, and you know, cause obviously it was worth doing cause people, once they got in there, it's like, it was great. So how do we replicate that and make that, you know, 99, 98 out of a hundred times we make that the experience. Yeah. And you know, we've, we've, uh, this isn't our first attempt at trying to solve that problem too. Like we added green room to our experience in beta to help people get connected into the session and that worked well. And then we kind of moved into, you know, this stepped onboarding process and that's what we have currently in V1, uh, or up to this point in V1. And, you know, so we had kind of taken a couple different ways of approaching this, this challenge and this opportunity, but you know, your quote to me, I, I'll always remember is like, it's, it's like they, uh, it's like there's a party and they know and they can't get through the door like it, the door is locked or whatever to get into this party um but once they're through the door it's awesome and uh you know that that on a personal level that's pretty vulnerable because you know a lot of the work has gone into the recording experience and it's like absolutely if you can't even make it that far then you know that's that hurts a little bit so mm -hmm. Um, after processing that, you know, it's like, this is, it's all good feedback. Like it's all constructive and there's improvements that we can make. And, you know, it's, it's our opportunity to make those experiences happen. So excited to kind of take a step back and look at, look at the problem again and, um, and realize that we had added too much, too many steps, uh, to join the session. The guest to get into the session is like, you know, five or six clicks before they're in green room. And then it's like six clicks to, to get into the session. And meanwhile, the host is waiting in the session. Likely um, they can chat with each other the whole time. A lot of times guests got confused and would think that they're already in the session um, when they're still getting into, they're still uh, joining the session. Mm -hmm. So it was just, it was too many steps uh, to, to boil it down. And that's what, um, we saw an opportunity. It's like, well, can we make this one step? Is it possible? Like that would be the ideal experience. And that's what we really set out to do. So we re we rebuilt green room. We rebuilt, we rebuilt the whole app. Uh, should have mentioned that at the jump, but we rebuilt the whole app. Um, and green room was, uh, completely, you know, restructured to, uh, to have this one click, one button click join session experience. And, uh, that's what we're excited to be, you know, taking that opportunity to make a huge improvement there and always, you know, ensure that, that getting connected into a session is just as easy as recording great sounding audio on Squadcast.
Yeah. So now it's like, now you can reliably and without any anxiety, join, record and download and get those, you know, awesome recordings that are going to sound great to, to your audience. So um, definitely excited that that's something new. That's, I mean, I, I, it's not a new feature, right? It's just an enhancement of the performance of, of our app. But as far as like, you know, like you said, we rebuilt the app, but like, it looks a lot different too. And in the way I, I was telling you as going through it, it's like, it's like a lot of the stuff is the same, but it just, it's better. It just feels better. It's uh, in a lot of ways, it's the very same, like what you're saying with, with green room is it just, it's quicker. It's more, um, it's just easier to, it's more intuitive rather. So like, I guess, where did we learn? Where did we get all that? those ideas from and then how have we implemented that to making the app you know the same but better yeah well we wanted to uh we wanted to rebuild the app because we we knew that um that guests were not just remote but also mobile and we have been long had many conversations with hosts that want to be able to connect with their guests from their mobile phone their device and um that has been on our radar since the beginning. And we knew that that was, you know, another opportunity for us to improve and, and help our, our guests have more conversations or our hosts have more conversations with their guests rather. And um, that adding that constraint of mobile really forced us to go back to square one, you know, and we had learned a lot and that a lot of that knowledge was going to transfer over into, into V2. But that is the main reason why we wanted to rebuild and also redesign was to fit the mobile form factor. So with that, you have less screen economy to work with, um, with these Makes sense. You know, smaller devices than desktops. So right. it forced, um, it forced an additional constraint on, on our design team to really produce an experience that didn't, um, that didn't remove any functionality. It was very important to us to have the same level of functionality and bulletproof recording experience on desktop and on mobile and on mobile because of the smaller real estate screen real estate we had to condense things down we had to figure out new approaches to things um, and that has really resulted in a lot of improvements with both um, visually the app has a fresh coat of paint on it we have a, a refined color palette we have the addition of light mode um, as well as dark mode. So the host can choose um, whether they like the dark color palette or the light color palette. And the entire app reflects that um, through the, the whole experience. Um, and that has been a lot of fun to, to really kind of, you know, take a fresh look at that, um, put a new, you know, set of pixels on the app and refine that experience, both from like the UX perspective, as well as the design perspective. And I think that adds up to what you're saying and you know the 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 refinement is uh is kind of a to a higher degree in uh in squadcast v2 well it's uh and it's also like you said it, it it's more fun you know yes it looks more polished and it behaves in a much more predictable manner and it's just easier to use hopefully you know let us know if it's not but you know uh generally speaking it's there's much less clicks involved so theoretically that should be easier right but like you said man it's 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 also fun and i think the um uh you know like the 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 way the chat interacts now we got gifs and emojis um the way that if we wanted to t turn off the video there's um you know maps now like just all the little stuff like that you know it just makes it much more fun where did some of those ideas come from 
Yeah, well, internally, we... I'm glad you think it's fun. I think it's fun, too. Um, well, if this ain't fun, man. That, that's the other thing about re recording uh, a remote interview is, like, it just, you know, like, when we first were trying this stuff out, we're like, okay, we can jump through all these hoops, but it's still, it, it's not even fun. Even if it sounds good and all that stuff, like, I want to have fun yeah. doing this stuff. So, uh, yeah, no, it is fun. I completely agree. And, you know, it's not... If, if, if you look at the landscape of other options out there, they're pretty dry user experiences. You know, it's like you're, you're looking at like waveforms. It's pretty low level stuff like you'd see in like a radio station or something like that. Um, we don't think podcasters are of that same, you know, looking for that same experience. Um, so that's where we saw an opportunity to really kind of double down on the things that, that we find fun and, you know, can add add some fun and whimsy to our experience. And uh, we just looked at, you know, what we like in other apps that that um, are fun to us and took some inspiration from from Slack, an app that we use for, you know, keeping our remote team in sync. We're, we're a startup with a remote team. So we use Slack to have real-time chat with each other all the time. And that has, you know, really great support for, um, it's their entire app is basically chat, right? So they do that one thing very well. So we, we took some inspiration from there as well as other places. And we added support for both emoji. So we have the full emoji library. You can choose your skin color. You can search through them, um, add as many emojis as you like. It even remembers your, you know, frequently used emojis. So you can select them even faster. Um, as well as uh, we integrated with Giphy to have full their full library of GIFs um, in our chat. And you can search for and select or see the trending GIFs there or GIFs, whatever, how, however you say it. I say, I say GIFs. I'm um, not going to get in the middle of that debate. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, so, uh, so we have... <laughs> full gift support there and uh and those two things add a lot of fun um to to our chat experience as well as um just the, taking the opportunity to add clickable links to the sidebar um chat we can we, we we've also i should mention as part of the redesign and you know maximizing our screen real estate uh the chat has been collapsed down into a, a collapsible expandable sidebar off the right edge of the screen, like you would see in other mobile applications. And, mm -hmm. uh, and the whole chat experience now lives there. And that gives us a lot of when it's collapsed screen real estate for the video. Sure. Um, so that's a, that's a lap around the, the updates in chat. It's a lot more fun. It's all still real time. And, you know, uh, let us know what you think there. We can, we can do some cool stuff. We think we have some ideas for, uh, for ways to keep making chat more fun and add some more dynamic stuff there. Right. Right. Um, what are you, what are you the most proud of with V2? Um, I think I'm, I'm most proud of, there's a lot of, there's a lot of resistance to throwing away, essentially throwing away and scrapping what we had worked for, you know, the better part of three years working on beta and v1 um that app you know got us a long way and we learned a lot through that experience and um i'm kind of sad to see it go in some respects um but at least we're doing it justice by replacing it with something that is you know better in lots of ways 
and is a stronger foundation for us to build upon in the future. What I'm most proud of is the willingness, the, you know, going up against the resistance to keep things the way that they are. We could have kept working with V1, you know, well into the future and just kept adding features, kept adding features. But if the foundation, you know, fundamentally needs improvements, then we're, we're building on top of a shaky foundation. So there's a lot of momentum to keep things the way they are. And to go up against that takes a lot of resistance and willingness to start fresh and build something completely new um, is, is that's what I'm most proud of is our decision uh, to, to start fresh. And uh, there's, you know, that's a tough call to make. There's a lot of, there's literally investment in V1, right? So throwing it away and starting fresh with V2 takes in another investment and a lot of resources and time and focus. And that's not a decision that I think everybody makes. And it's one that I'm super proud of us for making. Yeah, that's a really good answer, man. I appreciate you saying that because, you know, from my side, like I'm not the on the technical team. So I'm not in the in the in the thick of it like you and some of the other team members are. Um, but the way my my uh, front line of the battlefield, if you will, to keep using that analogy is, um, you know, more with the customers, whether it's on support with, you know, helping Vinny out with that or. Um, you know, jumping on demo sessions, practice sessions, calls, whatever, Feedback. any type of, yeah, any type of interaction with customers. And, you know, one of the difficult things was kind of in public, we were staying still with V1 and not really, you know, we would tell them we're working on certain things, but, you know, not really saying what it is, not really talking about, oh, okay, this is going to be V2 and this is what's included in V2. Um, and, you know, so like, why, why did we make that decision to kind of stand still with V1 and then, you know, build V2? Because um, we didn't, you know, you, you kind of do make it sound like we just threw it away. Like we didn't just throw it away, right? Like we learned a ton from it. We're oh, yeah. taking a lot from it. Um, but it, yes, it, it definitely is different in every way. So I guess, why did we decide to, to stay still like that for, for so long? I think that's probably the toughest call, um, that maybe I've had to make, or, you know, we, as the leadership of Squadcast have had to make, um, is that, um, you know, where the rubber hits the road, we're a bootstrap startup. So we don't have unlimited, you know, venture capital, uh, to, to hire lots of developers and maintain a V1 app while still building a V2 app. Um, I think, you know, that was a tough call to make and it really, um, resulted in focus rather than being split between, um, maintaining V1, which we still had to do. We still have customers using V1, but we're not actively developing it. We're not actively adding new features or these enhancements into V1 because it's, it's essentially duplicative work. We would do it in, let's take you know, uh, GIF integration, as an example, we would both integrate that into V1 as well into V2. And sure. once we toggle over from one to two, then um, that that work in V1 is, is, is kind of a duplicative work. So we had to make a tough call to, to use the resources that we have um, to focus on one thing or the other. And, you know, that's to, to you know to be vulnerable that's a that's a tough decision to make and uh it resulted in us publicly 
the app essentially standing still. We were in maintenance mode. We were keeping things running. We were making sure our customers are happy. Lots of podcast interviews were recorded in that amount of time between January and July. And we're proud of every single one of those. Like we, we kept, we kept things running smoothly. Um, but we weren't actively adding new bells and whistles because we were focused on, on V2 and adding those to, uh, those bells and whistles to V2. So yeah, that, that was a, um, tough call to make, but that's why we made it. Makes sense. And I'm, uh, it's what is going to make this launch even more dope is like, you know, we've got so much built into it. We kind of got in the habit of like pushing releases, like, you know, weekly or uh, every other week or something like that. So that was a lot of fun. And we'll be able to actually do that now. So that's that'll be fun moving forward, right? Yeah, nobody wants to stand still. I think Squadcast, you know, we've we've earned a reputation of of listening to feedback, processing it quickly, and making refinements based on it very, very quickly. Um, there's blog posts on, you know, feedback that we've gotten on Monday and you know, by Wednesday we've we've shipped a release for it. And we're really proud of that reputation. And that's why it stung a little bit to, you know, be perceived as standing still. It was probably mostly in our heads, honestly. Um, but, you know, it uh, it's still a little bit of friction that, um, you know, we're excited to be picking that pace back up now with the release of V2. Um, we can we can be just as nimble. Awesome. So what else is new? I know we got this flexible pricing option. We call it the Dabbler plan. Um, where did this come about? Yeah, we we um you know interesting behavior that we've uh we've noted with some of our customers where they they love the platform they they tell us that uh, they record several interviews with us and then uh, they don't in their workflow they don't have another remote interview for another couple months maybe it's a break in between seasons of your podcast maybe you just do some of your interviews in person or you're doing more live events or um, for whatever reason you know remote interviews are part of your workflow. They're not 100% of the workflow. And that's totally cool with us. We want to fit into the workflow, um, whatever works best for, for every podcaster. So through that lens, it doesn't always make sense to have an ongoing monthly subscription if you don't have any interviews planned for this month. So what, what is, what does the podcast host do, right? They, uh, Tell me. they, they hit us up and they say, we'll be back. And, um, you know, no, no fault on your end. Like we're happy with the service. We just have a break in between seasons and, um, that's, you know, that's awesome. I'm glad that they, you know, felt that they could tell us that and that there's an open conversation there. And we took that opportunity to, to learn a little bit more about, you know, what their preference would be if they didn't have this, uh, or if they had another option in addition to a monthly subscription, and that's where we came up with the Dabbler plan to uh, to have an hourly priced option. So per hour recorded, you can keep track of your recording time in Squadcast, buy more recording time at $5 an hour, and same great quality, same amount of guests, same experience overall, Wave and MP3, all that good stuff, um, just priced differently. So if you uh, if you want to have that uh, if you want to have that time wallet, that Dabbler plan, uh, that's totally cool with us. Um, you know, and you can, if you find yourself recording more often remote interviews, then there's always the unlimited plan at the same great price of $20 a month. Yeah, that's awesome. Just uh, having more podcasters record their content on, on Squadcast is kind of the goal with that one, right? 
Yeah, just just fitting with the uh, the workflow. So you know, if you uh, if you buy a couple hours and you know you use two of them, the other three are gonna are gonna um, be there for you whenever you come back. So you don't have to worry about having to cancel and come back and cancel and come back. Um, you know, that's that's not necessarily what we like to see. We like to maintain relationships with people. We've worked hard to uh, to uh, you know find great people to work with on the platform, and uh, you know it's just extra work to have to you know, leave and come back and all that good stuff. So it's, uh, it's, it's more flexible to, to put, you know, um, the management of that stuff is now in control by the podcaster. And that's what we yep. like to see. Right on. Um, what are some of the other things? I know we briefly touched on mobile. Um, maybe you want to expand up on that, like, and then also cross browser. And it, really, it's just about being more available everywhere, right? That's the idea. So how are we more available? And what's that experience going to be like? Yeah, so we uh, have long worked on Google Chrome, and Google Chrome ha gives us a lot of the you know low-level browser primitives to be able to record great-sounding audio and provide the experience that we do. And um, we kept it that way largely through beta because we didn't want to introduce all this variability of the ways that different browsers interact and behave and all of that stuff. It, it there's a lot of possibilities in that. Um, and we we thought we'd keep it you know solid and simple with uh, with one choice there, um, but there was no real technical reason um, for you know not being able to support other browsers. So with V two, we knew we wanted to meet people where they're at and not even request. Like one of the things we like to say with Squadcast is, you know, you and your guests don't have to install anything. You don't need to have any extensions or whatever installed on your computer with the caveat of already having google chrome on your machine so some people are like oh i don't use chrome so they had to actually go and install chrome and uh so that you know statement is not 100 percent true if you don't use google chrome as your browser so that's where you know we we knew that there was an opportunity to meet people where they're at and um and support firefox opera brave um, the top browsers that people use, you have options. If, uh, if you don't like Chrome for whatever reason, uh, maybe you're more, you know, privacy focused, that's cool. You know, use Google, uh, sorry, use Brave, use Opera uh, or Firefox. It's your call. And uh, the one exception there currently is um, Apple Safari browser. And uh, the Safari browser, it, um, it's a great browser. It's the second most popular web browser, um, but it has a few limitations that Apple is working on right now. And um, we've been tracking it very closely. And it's looking like uh, later this year, 2019, we'll be able to have full support for all of the browsers, including Safari at that point. Yeah, that was actually kind of a bummer to us when we kind of found that out was like, hold up, we aren't going to work on Safari or uh, iOS as well, correct? Yeah, so, so you you, were, you, uh, you brought up mobile. So we're, we're announcing full support for Android, um, uh -huh. the different web browsers on Android. Your guests can join your session uh, from their Android device or tablet. All good there um, with the, the exception of iOS and uh, the iPhone operating system. Um, that is another limitation. So yeah, Safari and iOS are the, uh, the two platforms that we're not announcing support for just yet, but we're, uh, we're working, uh, we're working on 
that now for uh, later this year. Yeah, yeah. The solution, it seems highly likely that we'll have a, a solution available later this year. But, you know, I'm, I'm trying to take our listeners inside the process of like, you know, just how, uh, you know, how heartbreaking that was for a second. I remember you calling me, man, and saying like, oh, this might not work on iPhone and, and Safari. Like, you know, obviously that's, uh, podcasting is kind of an, a, a, a child of Apple in a lot of ways. Right. So like, yeah, yeah. how, you know, obviously, you know, I, I think it'd be cool to, to, you know, walk us through your thought process when you found that out, what was that like? And then how did we go about making that decision to proceed without iOS and Safari, knowing that that was going to be uh, a tremendous bummer to the rest of the community. I mean, we get it. Like I'm an iPhone yeah. user, we're, you know, so it's a bummer, but why did we proceed with rolling it out anyways on Android? Yeah, we, we want to be, we want to be in service of podcast uh, podcasters and their guests in as many places as possible. So adding Android and these other browsers is a huge step in that direction. Um, Android is quantifiably the most popular mobile operating system while um while ios is still hugely popular um it is uh you know it's it's a big step forward to even be launching support for mobile and for these other browsers so we didn't want to like hold that progress back because of the limitations that we found in safari and ios so it was it was more so about you know being in as many places as we can be um, and, and then just communicating effectively why there are limitations and why we face these, these, uh, these challenges in, um, in Safari and iOS. So there's a, there's a blog post that we've written up that goes into a lot of detail on the, the nitty gritty of why this is. We're tracking it very closely and, uh, you know, every, like you said, we're bummed about this and we will be very excited to, uh, to announce support for those later this year gives us another reason to have another launch, have another podcast to discuss stuff like this, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, there, there is some opportunity uh, for maybe support, support for Safari sooner than Apple gives it to us. So um, it's, it's still being worked through right now. So there is that possibility. Um, but, but mobile is, uh, iOS is more of a sticking point. So yeah, it came up in testing, you know, as, as these things do. And um, turns out there's some some real limitations there that um, are part of the web standard that have been implemented by all the other browser vendors that have not yet been implemented by Apple, even though they have they're part of these standards bodies. They help draft these documents, and they've committed to implementing these standards. They just haven't done it yet. And as you can imagine, we're not the only companies or platforms or you know startups in this boat. Um, so there've been a lot of uh, pressure from the open source community, from the other browser vendors on Apple to actually do what they said they were going to do and implement these standards. It's, it's 2019. These standards were authored and agreed upon like over a decade ago. And it's kind of sad that this is the state of, of the web. And I'm really, really glad to see it finally moving forward. Yeah, it's really great timing for us because imagine if we were, you know, 10 years from now and still waiting for for this to happen that would really suck so 
Well, I imagine um, there were some developers in that boat, you know, who were reading that standard as it was being drafted and coming out back then, uh, you know, like 2000, 2009, and then just being like, I think it was even maybe before then. Um, it's in that blog post. I just don't want to get it wrong. Um, that, you know, they were thinking then, oh, this is this is around the corner. Um, you know, how many startups, you know, didn't happen because of that? It's, uh, it's yeah, it's kind of a trip to think about. Yeah. So you already gave us what you're most proud of with, um, what are you V2. most proud of? Hmm. Well, now that you ask, um, I guess what I'm most proud of, you know, like we said, this is a lot of, I mean, we love interacting with podcasters, right? Like we're so stoked to be a part of this community. We're, we're so, it was, it was a pleasant surprise how open and receptive the community was to us and continues to be. And, you know, we always, something we always talk about. So you know, it's all, it, it's fun for us to engage in these conversations with the people that we're serving, who are uh, you know people who podcast, and um, you know, so that's all awesome. But a lot of the time, a lot of this feedback is not stuff that we necessarily want to hear. So it's really difficult to 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 hear it. Uh, sometimes it's difficult to really understand what they're trying to to say, and you know, really um, be as truly empathetic as possible. Um, and, but what I'm proud of is that, you know, you are the lead on building the product that is Squadcast, the web app, right? And, you know, what I've been doing is talking to those people who are using it and trying to understand what their experience is like so that we know what we're doing right and we know what we're doing wrong. And I think when I'm getting that information from them and then relaying it to you you know there's a lot of opportunity where i can screw that up along the way and not get it right and then the way that you hear it and choose to uh what you choose to do with it there's a lot of opportunity for that to not go right either and so you know it's i think that's what i'm most proud of is that like and this is this just happens with our team but since you know i have you here it's like you know taking it from hearing it from a customer writing it down uh, or recording it or however I'm going to capture what they're telling me and then relaying that to you and for you to hear it and not take it personal and kind of leave your ego and it, you know, you're not perfect. So I know there are some times where it is more and, and I'm not perfect. So I'm maybe not delivering it always in the best way, but, but yeah, but you know, it's, you got to appreciate the difficultness it, it, it is to, you know, communicate to someone, Hey man, this person's having a really crappy experience with something that you've built and put so much time and effort and energy into. And, you know, I think there's along the way where there can be this opportunities for, for, you know, not, not the best stuff, right? Like you could take it too personal or I could come across too harsh or, you know, so I, I'm proud that or we could choose to blame it on the customer. Or and, that, or yeah, we could team up on them. It couldn't even be conflict between you and me. It could be us versus them. And that's and, something that, you know, is kind of a, a principle of how we operate is that it's, it's, it's never on the customer. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You know, that's a, uh, that's, yeah, that's not a small thing. Yeah. So I, I guess I'm just proud of the fact that like, I was able to, I was really able to get out there and interact with our customers and collect all this feedback. And then you were able to hear what I was saying and not take it personal 
and really just understand that ultimately, whether you agreed with it or not, it communicated some level of that this needs to be better. And it was our responsibility to figure that out and deliver. And so I'm just, you know, whether, whether it's a complete, you know, home run or not, um, I'm just proud of the fact that we've established this process and this way to communicate with our customers, with each other. And I'm very confident it's a step forward. It might not be everything that we want and, and hope and dream this thing can be, but it's, it's definitely a step forward. Um, and so that's what I'm proud of. Awesome. Yeah, no, I, I definitely see that as something that we've cultivated into uh, some kind of superpower where we can, you know, take take this feedback, be pretty scientific about it, try to remove the human factor. Because um, we've jumped to... in on some calls together where we took it on the chin, where we just shut up and just, you know, I mean, how heartbreaking were some of those calls where it's like, because yeah. we could hear how much they wanted to use it. I want to use it, you know, five times in a, a day. I, they want to be a, a John Lee Dumas power user. Like, right. We want to freaking support that, and we couldn't. Yeah. yeah, we we want the same thing, and um, that is, it's real tough, right? To, it's vulnerable to say like, we're wrong. It can be better. Um, it should not have done that, or you know, this should be better, and we can make it better, and you know, believe that we will, and that is something that we've been able to repeat time and time again um it's just frustrating with the v2 situation because we were intentionally you know waiting to release it um to get it right um in other aspects and that is um you know it's been it's been a tough six months because usually when we get tough feedback it's like okay let's adapt and fix it right now and we kind of removed our ability to do that when we decided to to rebuild the app um, because even if we've already made that improvement that the customer, you know, is requesting or is experiencing, um, in V2, there's other pieces of the app that aren't ready yet. So we can't just roll it out and all of that. It needs to be, you know, bulletproof all the way top to bottom. And yeah, those, some, some of those were, you know, painful conversations, but, but great learning experiences and full of passion and yeah, the, the folks who, we're in those conversations with, you know, they have our best interest at heart. We have theirs um, at best, you know, at, at our heart. And um, it's, uh, it's just, it's just not always comfortable. And that's, that's fine. You know, it's not our job to be comfortable, or to always be right, or anything like that. It, it's our job to help podcasters record great sounding interviews. And we need to hear the cold, hard truth when that's not happening. And I'm grateful that we have people who, who tell us how it is. Yeah, super grateful for that. So, um, you know, thanks for asking. So what are you most excited about then with V2 and what this can do for podcasting and podcasters? Yeah, I, I'm most excited about it being more approachable um, to new, newer podcasters, to veteran podcasters, to power users and their guests alike in more places on mobile and other browsers. There's just, um, you know, there's, there's always been a lot of creative possibility on Squadcast, but it was constrained in one way or another, whether intentional or, or not. And I feel like we've, 
we've looked at those challenges that we face, you know, dead in the eye, each one of them, and figured out a better way to do it. And it may not be the best way to do it yet. We may still be on that journey with some of these, some of these things. Um, and we're never stopping, you know, our learning experience. But for right now, you know, what we've learned and what we know, I think that we've, uh, we've made that transition from challenge to our opportunity uh, for each one of these uh, that, that we faced um, coming off of V1. So I think that is super exciting to me that, you know, we know what we're capable of now. Um, we know that we can, you know, go back to the drawing board on something that we've been working years on, look that in the face, make it better. Um, and, and, you know, take, take, constructive feedback on the chin and turn it into something positive that, uh, that helps all of our podcasters, uh, record awesome interviews. Yeah. I couldn't have said it better myself, man. I guess like just to, to piggyback off that, like to me, what's going to be exciting is that I imagining or just finding out all the kick-ass content that's being created on Squadcast and, you know, being able to just, be able to facilitate that and help out podcasters with that. And, um, you know, having that response from their, their listeners saying, man, that sounded great. Or that was a kick-ass interview. Like, how did you record that? Like, mm -hmm. that'll be really cool. Oh, you, you weren't in the same room. Like, oh, <laughs> that was the remote interview. Uh, that's what we really shoot for, right. Is that, is that listener experience. They, they should think from their perspective, you're in the same room. And I think that we've largely accomplished that um, in V1. You know, that was the that was the main focus was the audio quality. And I think here in V2, we've we've carried over everything we've learned about capturing awesome quality audio and moving it around and all that stuff. Um, but we've also built a great and fun experience on top of it. And I think that's how I would sum up. You know, what what was uh, you know opportunities for improvement from V1 to V2. And we've made the most, a lot of those opportunities. Yeah. So we can't wait for you guys to check it out. Um, Zach, where, where should they go to check out V2? Yeah. Squadcast.fm online or um, on social. We are at Squadcast.fm on YouTube Squadcast. We got a bunch of, a uh, bunch of awesome demo videos and um, support videos. You can check out the app there. Um, we also have this new Dabbler plan, which comes with three free recording hours. So when you sign up, no credit card needed. That was another thing in V1 that we, we've we transitioned away from in V2. So you can sign up, just an email, and um, and you'll get three free recording hours to, to record a few sessions, uh, check out the app, get some great quality audio for you and your guests. And, uh, and then, you know, get a few hours to record here and there as you need or upgrade to the unlimited plan for $20 a month. We would, uh, we'd love to help with your remote interviews. And uh, that comes with the, uh, the awesome support that we provide to, uh, to the host that we've been working with this entire time. So that is, uh, that is not changed in Squadcast V2. We have, uh, you know, same great built-in support. We have a dedicated support person now in uh, our audio engineer vince is now the head of our support he's been full-time with us for a few weeks now and uh, that adds a lot of capacity to being able to help you and your guests have great sounding remote interviews yeah so hit us up guys let us know how you think of v2 we're really excited for you to check it out 
um, and we'll be on, like Zach said, all the socials and uh, our own personal socials. Hit us up. We'll uh, we'll love to hear from you. Open to jumping in the session with you anytime. So that's it. Yeah. Thanks, Rock. Thank you. <laughs>